When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mysore Chakras, episode 83. All things in moderation. The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's happening, Action Takers? AJ here, and I want to give you a shout-out. Because of your choice to be daring, determined, and different, and take another step each and every day, no matter what. You know, it's not easy to change your life, but along with it being hard, it's exciting and empowering because you have decided not to stay where you are. Now, we've come a long way, Action Takers. Not just me, but we. You, me, and all of us have crossed 82 powerful episodes. And 82 episodes later, I really want to know more about you because you are the reason why I created the show. I know that as you head towards your destiny, you will need more information, practices, and knowledge to empower you. I want to know what you are passionate about and what are some of the challenges that you face. And I intend to do so through a survey that has just one question. Just one question. What is your single biggest frustration or passion when it comes to alternative healing? I know you're busy. I know you're striving hard. And I know that you're rushing towards your vision. And that's why I don't have a long questionnaire. I just have one question to take part in this survey. Right? All you have to do is visit my7chakras.com slash survey and answer this one question. Once again, the link is my7chakras.com slash survey. Of course, at the end of the survey, I will share the results and the action that we are taking based on what we've learned about you. So take part and let me get to know you better. And action takers, I've been waiting for a very long time for this particular episode. When I first saw our next guest's episode on Gaia.com, I was mesmerized. I was inspired and amazed by the enormous amount of wisdom shared during the show. And I said to myself, our action takers would really, really benefit from such powerful insights. And with that, I bring you Dr. Lauren Cielo. So, Dr. Lauren, are you ready to inspire? I am absolutely ready to inspire and be inspired, AJ. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Awesome. So, internationally known transgender psychic Dr. Lauren Cielo provides clairvoyant guidance to clients and students in over 20 countries worldwide via a weekly radio show, guest radio, and television appearances, and the Golden Rose Virtual Global Community. So, Lauren, I've given our listeners and I've told them a bit about you, but take about a minute and tell us a bit more. Well, um, AJ, thanks so much. Now, the reason that I put transgender into my introduction when people introduce me is because 
if you saw me on Gaia, you would, although I look very similar, my voice is much deeper now. So, and most of my work is done online. And so my voice is my trademark. So I didn't want anyone to think, oh my gosh, am I talking to the right person? So that's why that is so prominent. It wouldn't have been my first choice to have that so prominent, but it is. So um, I am a psychic clairvoyant here in San Diego, California. Well, thanks a lot for that beautiful introduction. Now, Lauren, inspiration is what drives the show and the people who listen to it. So to light that fire of inspiration, I'd like to ask you one question before we actually start with the interview. Is that all right? Yes, please. What is your favorite inspirational quote? And give us one example of how you apply this quote to your life. (laughs) You know, those of you that have heard me and those of you that are going to hear me, I'm very pragmatic Mm -hmm. in my spirituality. So my quote is all things in moderation. And what I mean by that is really metaphysically. You know, I love the topic of your show because what I mean is each chakra running in moderation, each firing, each playing their part in the symphony. So it's short, it's sweet, but metaphysically experience everything in moderation. Wonderful. All things in moderation. And that's so profound. That's so true. There's a lot of truth in those words. Action takers, as you move on towards your destiny, balance is going to play a huge role in your self-development. And the way that you get there is by understanding Understanding what your body needs, what your mind needs. And obviously, there's a long journey, but taking one step every day, that's going to really make the transformation. And we're going to help you get there as well. So let's dive right in, Lauren. I know that you have a background in engineering. So how did you make this transition from a more left brain practice like engineering to something more right brain like clairvoyance, intuition and meditation? I'm a bit curious here. (laughs) (laughs) I think everyone is. That seems to be kind of, you know, uh, opposite ends of the, yeah. of the right. So basically, this is what was going on. I considered myself an engineer Monday through Friday. Saturday and Sunday, I was exploring all types of different spiritual practices, trying to have a spiritual experience here on earth. That was my goal. And I did fire walks, healing circles, drumming, everything you know that I could possibly think of. But it wasn't until I got into this technique that um, it's very logical step by step. And if you want to read, you know, psychically read something there, there's a process to get there. And and so for me, um, it really combined the right and left brain. And a lot of times I say, I don't really think I'm that clairvoyant. I think a lot of my students actually see more than I do. But what I'm interested in is how you use the mechanics of the universe to change your life. That's what I like to do. I think of myself more as like a maybe a energetic alchemist than, than a psychic. Mm-hmm. It's so true, Lauren. These days, in fact, what I've through my interactions, to my conversations, I'm learning that science and spirit are not separate entities, but they are becoming more integrated. People are learning, that, you know, the relationship between the body and the mind, and so many incredible things. And uh, what I also love that you mentioned that you were initially an engineer from Monday through Friday, and over the weekend you delved more into things that really excited you things like spirituality, like you mentioned, the fireworks and meditation. And to that action takers, sometimes a sudden change is not possible most of the time. You have a vision of where you want to be in a few years from now. But at the same time, that transition happens gradually in moderation, as you mentioned earlier. 
I love that. Uh, moving on, what is astral projection now? And how is it different from lucid dreaming? Oh, oh, that's a great question. Well, first of all, when you're astral projecting, your soul, your awareness, mm-hmm. your higher self has moved into the astral body. So now you've got a user interface to the astral plane, just the way our physical bodies are user interfaces here on the earth plane. So you can do things, right? You can manipulate the environment. Well, if you're lucid dreaming, um, you're not really in a body. Your soul's just kind of floating around, which soul doesn't need a body whatsoever. But if it wants to interact with the environment, then it needs a user interface, a body. So so that would be the two differences. If I wanted to actually go experience an experience, mm-hmm. you know, participate in it, I would astral project. If I just want to view something, I might lucid dream. So, so those are the two differences. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that astral projection is when you want to participate in that particularly. Now, going a few steps back, what exactly is an astral body? If you could explain that a bit. And also astral planes. I had that uh, question in mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Um, well, let's back way up then if we're going to talk about the big model. So, you know, here on Earth, um, this you might think of this as the whole hologram deck on Star Trek or a video game. And the real world is the astral plane. And that's where, you know, all of us, no matter what type of bodies we incarnate in, whether we incarnate at all, we all reside on the astral plane. So there's 12 layers and, and there's really no, you know, boundary or border uh, crossing to get through, to go from plane to plane. It's free. You know, you can go wherever you want, but you do go somewhere and you'll go where, of course you have an affinity, just like we do at lunch break, right? We all go hang with our friends. We have an affinity with those people. So when our soul is at home, it kind of hovers at whatever layer of the astral it's vibrating to, or has an affinity, the higher you go, the higher the vibration. So, um, and of course the model, we all, you know, anybody would, you know, that's read the Christian Bible would know exactly where the model of heaven and hell come from. They come from the astral plane. It's low and dense at the bottom and, and high vibrating at the top. And of course, there really is no good or bad. It's just different vibrations. Of course, if you're at a certain vibration and you look down, oh yeah, that's bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, 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 if, but if you don't put yourself on the continuum, then there really is no a good or bad. So what happens every single night here in the video game on Earth is we, of course, we all know we fall asleep. Well, I believe that the Homo sapien was designed to need to go to sleep for the soul. Not for the animal, but for the soul. Because the Mm -hmm. soul needs to go home. It it needs to go back to the astral plane. So inside every homo sapien is an astral body. And at night, we fall asleep. And and that sensation of falling really metaphysically means that your, your soul pops down from your head into your third chakra. That's the fall. And of course, there's a third chakra. I'm sure your listeners know is the solar plexus. Mm -hmm. So the astral body pops out. The soul moves down to the physical body's third chakra, kind of wiggles through this crazy silver cord, pops out into the astral body, and off it goes. Now, of course, I'll just finish up with the silver cord, because once soul leaves and doesn't come back, uh, that very last time, the silver cord, of course, is severed. So now, soul has a body, it's going home. And it'll have its real life. <laughs> so so that's it. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that our current world is like a hologram deck. I love that. 
like a video game, but the real world has 12 planes. And when our soul hovers through different planes, we're actually going through different levels of vibration. And uh, you mentioned that the Homo sapien or us, we were designed to sleep so that the soul can go to sleep. Thanks a lot for that explanation. Now, quick clarification. During an astral projection, the things that we see around us, the trees, the buildings, the mountains, maybe, are they real or are they a part of our imagination? They're real. If you're astral projecting, it's real. That's the real world. Now, I'll say this. The level that we all hover, everyone that would incarnate here on Earth, it's the same level. right? We're we're hovering right there. Well, we're moving from three and four to four Mm -hmm. and five. So that's the ascension. If you talk metaphysically about what's ascending, that's what's ascending. The, The model that this planet represents is now going to represent a higher level on the astral. So, um, yes, definitely. Um, And that's why you see, you know, the division that we see now. We still have souls incarnating in this reality that are more akin to level three. And then there's people like you and I and and your listeners who are moving to five if we're not already there. So it makes it very difficult to inhabit the same video game. Mm -hmm. Now, there's many video games that represent all the different layers of the astral. As a matter of fact, you may have another body um, in another reality on a another level of the astral that part of your soul is having. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we're multitaskers now. But one of the most interesting things I find about this reality now is the reason that there's so many people here is because we're eliciting the change. All the light workers are emptying out of level five and coming here and saying, come pull up, pull up. And what I think is the way you can, that you know you're a light worker, I kind of divide, um, oh, I don't know, maybe inhabitants uh, into three groups. Um, People who are totally at home here, so as they're incarnated, they look around to the people you know in their lives and they say, oh, okay, women are less than men. Okay, I got it. Blacks are less than whites. Oh, okay, I got it. Americans are better than anyone else. Okay, I got it. And then you start navigating your life. Mm-hmm. Well, ascended masters, of course, if they, they won't incarnate here because they, they have nothing else to learn. So they would never incarnate. But the ones in the middle... The light workers, what we do, we come into a reality that's just a little bit lower. And when we get socialized, when we we're taught about the reality, we're like, nope, I don't like that. That's not right. And that right over there, that makes my tummy hurt when you guys do that. You know? <laughs> so yeah. so by definition, light workers are what I call reluctant incarnators. We're always and we get so we get soul sadness a lot because you know we're really used to a higher vibration. And one of the ways I I snapshot that is this statement where we're from this statement is not true the people who love you hurt you the most where we're from that's not true so it's such a bitter <laughs> part of the video game down here yeah. so i believe that that's the best way to understand mm-hmm. so i love that you spoke about different realities a people who are really comfortable with this world they just see what the logic is what the rules are and they say i'm fine with that you spoke about the ones that are in the middle the light workers they look at things around them they don't really agree they feel sad sometimes they want to make a change they want to spread love they realize that people are actually mirrors of themselves and then you spoke about the third which is obviously the ascended masters Uh, i haven't had a astral projection before but based on what you've shared i'm sure it feels exhilarating now question is, and I, you touched on, on this a bit earlier, but what can a person do during an astral projection? Firstly, 
where can we go and who can we meet? Well, you can go anywhere and you can meet anyone. Now, oh. um, as I said, if you were to astral project and go to the fourth layer of the astral, it would look like Earth. That's what I mean. It looks just like Earth. So you would do exactly what you do here. Like mm. the things that you love to do here, you would do there, right? So it's a complete copy. Um, and we just navigate it, kind of swim in that water. But the, the big difference is this. Think of the quandary that we find ourselves in. We're super advanced for this reality, all of us that are here. That we're, you know, we incarnate in the the highest of the food chain, but unfortunately, that poor Homo sapien knows it's going to die. So that changes everything. Now it feels like we have skin in the game, and that changes everything. Now we think it's real, and we better do this and that. And now again, when you comment about the ascended masters, they don't believe that. If by some freaky chance one incarnated, what would happen is it would never eat. That little baby would never take food in and it would just pass away. It'd be like, well, what's this crazy video game? This isn't even real. I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, not this game. Exit, exit, exit. <laughs> <laughs> True. Now, my question is, can anyone learn how to actually project? Or is this something that you're born with? Well, probably the answer is yes to both of those, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, astral projection is a totally normal metaphysical thing that happens between the soul and the body. But... Yes, you do have to relearn it. And this I always get, you know, I always kind of, and as I'm going towards this precipice, I always announce it because I'm getting really close to talking about now who might have investment in you not owning your psychic and astral projection abilities. I just wonder who that might benefit in this reality. So I'm sure you all probably know who I mean. So whoever they are, right? <laughs> so yes, I do think that we all can do it, but I do think we need to learn step-by-step -step process. Action takers, as Lauren mentioned, it can be learned, but again, you can and you have to relearn it. I love that you put the focus on relearning. So let's say somebody listening to the show right now really, really wants to learn astral projection. Firstly, is astral projection safe? What are some of the things that a new learner would have to keep in mind before diving deep? A fear. Let go of your fear because I'll be really honest. It's almost like a, a natural process, like, you know, childbirth, right? Yes, I'm sure when a woman's getting ready to deliver, she's completely frightened, but it just happens, right? So I would say if you want to get into this, the first thing is to start working on your fear. One of the meditations I like to sit, AJ, is I like to go really deep, you know, really find my space. And then I like to ask my guides to change the earth plane, mm -hmm. right? So I'm sitting there in my meditation room and I, I'm fully expecting that when I open my eyes, the walls aren't going to be purple anymore or maybe there aren't going to be any walls. You know? <laughs> I really expect that they will. If so I look, I open my eyes and I try to look in the room and find what's changed. Now, the reason I'm saying that is because anything is possible. Anything. This hologram is completely programmable. So the only thing that gets in the way is your fear of doing it. So I would work on the fear. And then the second thing is you've got to learn where you end and others begin. 
because your astral body is in your physical body. So to know your energy field, your body, chakras, and aura, and to know, like I said, where you end and other people begin, that would be the second step. And then you pretty much are ready to start learning, you know. And, and I would say those two things, that, that's what used to frustrate me so much as I was seeking for those two decades when I was an engineer. Because people would say that to me. They're like, oh, well, let go of your fear. And I'm like, well, don't you think if I could do that, I would? <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how. So in the teaching of Golden Rose, there is a way to release any energy that's in your container, body chakras and aura, whether you call it fear, whether you call it poverty, confusion, whatever it is. So I'm not just saying, oh, let go of your fear. I'm saying I can teach you how to let go of your fear. I can teach you how to find where you end and others begin. There's a way to learn that and then astral project. Wonderful. So listeners, work on your fear. Go beyond your comfort zone. And there are a couple of steps. There is a strategy. There is a way that you can learn in order to astrally project yourself and see the benefits as well. Now, Lauren, do you remember your first experience uh, with astral projection? What was it like? Well, I would say it's probably just about like this reality. See, that's one of the things I really like to teach is that what you think it is, is not what it is. Like, for example, if you're, I don't know, reading someone that's passed over, you know, people or when you're looking at a spirit guide or, or an ascended master and people might think that a clairvoyant sees it in a three dimensional technicolor. No, mm-hmm. uh-uh. it's completely different than that. So astral projection kind of feels like. Well, it feels like being in your own body. Let me see. But lighter. That's what I would say. Lighter. L-I-G-H-T-E-R. Lighter. Mm. Yeah. But you can do just the very same things you do here. But I will say it's easier to make up what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe I would say it this way. It's easier to create contracts on the fly when you're astral projecting. Like, if you all of a sudden want to be, you know, feel like, see what it's like to be the president of the United States. You don't have to sign, wait for the whole, you know, uh, earth plane to, to agree for you to be the president. Oh, when you're astral projecting, you can just go, I'm going to have that experience. So it's like daydreaming. You might think of it like daydreaming, but it's much more real. That's really exciting. Now, Lauren, I know that over the years, you've helped people enhance the quality of their lives and find their life purpose through meditation, energy healing, clairvoyance, or so many other ways. But sometimes when someone thinks about finding their life's purpose or mission, it might feel a bit overwhelming, especially if they're starting out. So for listeners to take one step, small step today, is there a simple and actionable health tip that you'd recommend? I think what I would recommend is, um, you've mentioned it, it's a mindset that you're going to chip away, that you're going to move closer and closer to your spiritual purpose. I I like to say, um, with every beat of my heart, I'm becoming more and more. So I think just having that mindset that, you know, when I started my professional practice, I was 44. So there was, you know, there was a lot of energy and programming in my space that, you know, I mean, I'm still chipping away at. So, but that's the mindset is that that's life. It's not that, oh, once I release all this, once I heal all of this, then no, it's the life experience is the healing is the experience of moving through this stuff. So I think that might be it. Maybe it's, I hate to say it, maybe it's lower your expectations. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't really, maybe, yeah. it's, <laughs> maybe it's change your expectations. Like, I'm going to be really honest with you. If someone, it's very difficult for someone in this reality to be balanced, at peace, 
inside all of the time. That's just not what this reality is about. So maybe changing your aspirations from that to, I mean, there's a reason you're here. And sometimes it's gritty. <laughs> sometimes it's, it's, you know, it's in the trenches. So embrace that. That's the process. So that, that might help. Mm-hmm. So action takers, embrace it and also use positive affirmations, maybe every single morning, every single evening. Love what you mentioned, Lauren. You mentioned with every beat of my heart, I'm becoming more and more. With every beat of my heart, I'm becoming more and more. When you say that, listeners, every day, you will have a change in mindset and you won't believe the changes that are happening within and without. (laughs) So thanks a lot. Uh, Now, the next round is called the challenge round. And the quote for this round is, it is our choices that show what we truly are far more than our abilities. Now, this is a hard-hitting quote by the author of Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling. Now, there is immense power in our choice, action takers, because that implies that where we are is because of some choice that we made in the past, knowingly or unknowingly, and more importantly, this also means that we can boldly go wherever we wish to, as Lauren mentioned, because of our inherent ability to choose a life that we dream of by embracing our challenges, pushing through, and staying strong. Wrong. So Lauren, I am quite certain that you've gone through numerous challenges as well and you've pushed beyond them. So take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge. Firstly, how did you approach it? And then how did you overcome it? <laughs> well, you know, I'll be really honest with your listeners. I would say my whole life has been a challenge because what what's happening in my experience in this hologram is I was raised and programmed like all of us, with certain pictures. Now, when I say the term picture, what I'm talking about is a piece of information in your space. And the reason I call it a picture is because I can look at the image and read it like a, like a you know, Polaroid. If your listeners know, still remember what a Polaroid is. I can't believe <laughs> I said that word. Um, but you also read them too. So when higher self comes into body, The only way you know what lifetime you're having, what video game you're in, is by reading the data in your chakras. So for some reason, this time my higher self wanted to have experiences that were certainly not programmed into my body chakras and aura. That information wasn't in there. So most of my life has been a struggle trying to find words to describe my experience. So I think what I've learned from that is relentless stick to right? So never give up. Never, even if you don't know what the word of your challenge is, you're completely unconscious to what it is. Keep looking at yourself and yourself in context to the universe from the prism of different angles, right? Is it this that's my dis-ease? How much of it is this? You know, keep pulling back. I like to pan out and then zoom back into my, my healing issues and see, is this really what it is? And I'll say one other thing about everyone's major challenges that, um, and I believe that those are probably the ones that you're continuing to work on. A lot of times what I'll tell my students is the reason that you won't have a miracle healing in one of these challenges is because you're going to teach it. 
otherwise you would let your highest and best guides just take the information out of your space and you would come, you know, you would balance back out. But you do want to keep looking at it from every single possible angle because you're going to get something you can teach someone else. If you just miraculously had the healing, you yeah. and, and somebody asked you, how did you do that? You would hear what I used to hear those 20 years ago. Well, just let it go, Lauren. <laughs> ah, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what I think. Stick to itiveness. Keep looking at it and love yourself through the process. So looking back now, what is that one major life lesson that our listeners can take away from your story? I think probably is to really realize that it's your higher self that's creating your experience here on this plane. Not what you think when you're here. You mentioned the choices that we make. Now, if you're running from the programming in your body chakras and aura and your higher self wants you to make a different choice, you're going to go into pain really big time. So my advice is get out of your own way. Anything that you feel really passionate about, whether you love it or hate it, you might want to start to release energy on both sides of the dichotomy, just like Buddha releasing, you know, the first part of his life where he was completely affluent and the second part where he was, you know, almost died several times from, you know, mm -hmm. not eating. And he finally found that balance is in the middle. So work your energy field, release what isn't you and let your higher self call the shots. And it really comes down to this, AJ, trust your higher self. If you have a fear about something, that's right where your higher self is sailing the ship. <laughs> So you mentioned that you were raised with a certain set of pictures, Polaroids, and it's so true. Uh, depending on our circumstances, the surroundings that are there, we get used to that repetitive information, that routine. And then we realize that we have to make a change. Uh, as you shared with us through your story, you've taught us that the importance of being relentless and sticking to it no matter what. If you know that you're having a challenge, uh, dear listener, you don't know what it's called. You don't know what it is, but still stick to it and be relentless. Now, when we embrace our challenges, become persistent, face our fears, one thing that we surely learn is that we create our own reality and we are the masters of our own destiny and the masters of our dreams to come true. And as Robert Brault once said, you can accept reality or you can persist in your purpose until reality accepts oh. you. So... Thanks a lot for sharing your story. My question to you, Lauren, is have you found your life's true calling? And if yes, what is your life's calling? Oh, yes, I have. Absolutely. And I'm a healer. And that's with a capital H. <laughs> now, it's like, like an archetype. Now, I was doing that as an engineer. So, uh, you know, probably almost everybody listening to my voice is obviously a healer. Uh, I would say that probably that's absolutely true. So I believe that what I realized about being a healer is I moved it from being an unconscious healer to being a conscious healer. So what an unconscious healer does is it allows energy to be siphoned off by someone else, or it will actually push it at someone else, the healer will, without knowing it. Mm -hmm. So there's a flow of energy into your field or out of your field without you being aware of it. Well, what I did is I started to really focus on when I was giving a healing and when I wasn't giving a healing. So you're all healers, but just know when you're doing it. So yes, I do think I found my calling. 
Wonderful. I love that you mentioned that you went from being an unconscious healer to a conscious healer. And irrespective of what your actual practice for was, even though you were an engineer, you were healing people around you consciously or unconsciously. Right. So let's take a look back at your life. Was there ever a moment beyond which you knew without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt that this is what you were meant to do? Well, I do. And it was probably the biggest crossroads of my life. And it came at my return of Saturn about 28-ish, between 28-ish and 30. And, um, you know, I started out being raised in the Christian church. And um, it was just something we did on Sundays. It was never really something you could use in your life. You know, it was never really a, a spiritual tool that I could rely on when I needed to. So it was just a bunch of memory verses stuck away in my mind. So, um, and as I kind of started to live my life, I realized that some of the things that my higher self was interested in experiencing would not fit into that paradigm. So I got really fussy with that paradigm and I became an atheist, you know, somebody that just had absolutely no connection whatsoever until my return of Saturn. Now, what happened was um, it was Christmas Eve and um, I had bought my niece and nephew these wonderful gifts. And those of us that don't have our own children, we vicariously, you know, parent our nieces and nephews. So I was just so excited to see their faces, you know, when they got their presents. So I came home from work and I had been robbed and I knew who did it. And um, I have a very big body. I, I built more into be a big, 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 strong, muscular thing. And the person that did it isn't so much that. And so I was sitting there and I never had anything like that happen to me. And it was, you know, all of my chakras just ignited. I was having a fight, I think, between my head and my probably my solar plexus. Uh, my crown chakra and solar plexus probably. And I was sitting there crying and I remember, and remember now I'm totally cut off from any kind of connection spiritually whatsoever. I've just had a major crisis here on earth. I'm trying to decide, do I go and beat the heck out of that guy? (laughs) And I knew, I knew I was at the crossroads in my life where do, do I want to live by the sword and die by the sword again? Or is there a new way for me? And how do I negotiate that? How do I calm this rage in my energy field right now? So in my desperation, I just remember, I just, I think I said it out loud. I I said, why doesn't he know how much this hurt me? And I instantly got him. I got an answer. I couldn't believe it. It came as clear as day. And the answer was, he has been so hurt that he doesn't realize how much this has hurt you. If you hurt him more, you're only adding to it. And it was a revelation. I never knew I had access to that wisdom. And it calmed my chakras immediately. And I knew what to do. It changed my life. I got interested in energy work then. um, And I did not attack my neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That is truly an inspiring story. And you mentioned 28 to 30. So Lauren, what is it with this age bracket? One of our guests in the past, Wiki Howie, also spoke about, she spoke about Chakra life cycle. And she told me that the ages 28 to 30, they're transformational. Something happens to you, you change, you embrace a new version of you or something like that. Oh, absolutely. Now, I'm not an astrologer, but my astrologist assures me that um, it happens, well, it depends on how long you live. It's on, it's on about a 28 to 30 year cycle. So somewhere around 30, 60 mm. and 90, um, you go through this return of Saturn. And it really is the planet Saturn returns through your um, astrological chart. And it brings with it um, the promise of bringing you to your spiritual path if you're not on it. So you'll have some big event that will shake you and push you over um, you know, what you're being called to do. So that was mine. <laughs> 
return of saturn i got to keep this in mind because i am becoming 29 and i started the show in october 2015 last year and i am loving it you know in terms of the people who love the content and wonderful people like you who have dedicated their lives to raising the level of human consciousness you know i think we are all coming together to really change this world as you mentioned in the you know earlier and with that lauren we have finally arrived at the wisdom round which by the way is the round that i always wait for this round consists of four questions that needs four short responses uh, structured just like a rapid fire round and during this round our action takers take notes and take action so are you ready i am great so looking back at your life what is the best advice that someone ever gave you you know what it was my quote at the beginning it was my father and he told me all things in moderation <laughs> what is that one personal habit that contributes to your well-being exercise absolutely i started as a very accomplished athlete so the physical repetition and the mastery of my body moved then into my spirituality so lauren what is your morning ritual like <laughs> i start with what i call twilight work mm. I, i'm lucky i don't wake up to an alarm so i can go back and forth between the worlds falling asleep and waking up and really using that astral time the next thing i do when i finally do get out of bed is i of course meditate and there's three ways different ways i like to meditate one is to have each of my 17 guides come into my space one at a time and heal me the other is to use my set of gemstones which i think there's about 25 of them so i'll sit and let each gemstone heal me the third is one that i think your um listeners will really like it's called i sit my faith meditation and what i mean by that is i sit and i ask my highest and best guides to work each of my chakras individually and what they do is they weave into the matrix of those chakras two energies the highest good of all and my soul's purpose So however I'm compelled to act or not act during the day fulfills those two um those two rules <laughs> the high the highest good of all and my uh, soul's purpose so I have faith in what I'm doing That is wonderful now name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners I really don't read books I read people but if I were to recommend a book <laughs> um I would recommend The Mists of Avalon by Marion Zimmer Bradley and I'll tell you why because it starts to give you the mindset that anything is possible and the biggest theme of the book is that the island of Avalon is leaving this reality and moving into another one Keep your eye on that idea as we live the next two decades on this planet of one reality moving behind another. So action takers, in case you're driving, running, or just really busy at the moment, worry not because you can always access the show notes by going to my7chakras.com slash 83. That's my7chakras.com slash 83. Three. So, Lauren, thank you so much for appearing on our show. Before we end today's session, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for, and then tell us the best way we can learn more about you online. I'm grateful for this Earth plane. It's my challenge to love where I'm at. I focus on the sunsets and the the sunrises, and try to fill in good in between those two events. Mm-hmm. um to get in touch with me and I we have a special um page for all of the listeners for your show AJ um go to my personal website it's warrencalo.com/chakras and we've got lots of gifts and free stuff for you guys to check it out so I'll spell it for you it's l a u r e n c i e l o.com/chakras 
chakras. Well, thanks a lot for being so incredibly kind. I'm sure that our action takers from our action tribe will love your wonderful gifts. Uh, listeners, I've tried as much as I can to squeeze information into this 45 minute or 50 minute episode. But truly, Lauren is an encyclopedia. And there's so many things that you can learn. Uh, astral projection is one, but then there is meditation, mindfulness, and also past life uh, regression that you can learn about but a lot of the information that you might need to know is there on the website also claim your gift by going to www.lauren.com slash chakras and this link is also going to be there in the show notes so you can access that right away so lauren thank you so much for coming on our show enlightening us about astral projection and taking us one massive leap closer to a human revolution. Thank you so much, AJ. Keep up the good work. This was so fun and you are a bright, bright star in the sky, my friend. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired and take action. Transform your life today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.